Hallelujah. Brethren, we bless the Lord for tonight. We give him all the praise for his grace that he has showered abundantly upon us. The Bible says that not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And, you know, everything that we do as believers, we do it in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm giving thanks unto the Father by him. Amen and amen. We recognize that nothing is of ourselves. The Bible says that our sufficiency is of God. Our adequacy is of God. Hallelujah. Who has made us able ministers of the new covenant. Not only that, but he has also made us able to everything. Able to be able to do everything in the faith. Hallelujah. Our ability comes from him. Our adequacy comes from him. It is his ability in us that enables us to do. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says, for it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do. So there is there is a power at work in you that enables you to do. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter number 40, he giveth power to the saint, and to him that had no might, he increased strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Amen and amen. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. As we wait upon the Lord every day, as we expect of him, as we look to him, uh, he will renew our strength. Hallelujah. He will give power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he would increase your strength. Amen and amen. I pray that tonight as you listen to the word of God, let every weakness in your life be exchanged for the strength of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Wherever in your life you are fainting, receive power to stand. Hallelujah. The Bible says that having done all to stand, stand therefore. Amen and amen. The Bible says stand fast in the grace wherewith Christ has made you free. Hallelujah. It is important. Receive power to stand. Hallelujah. Receive power to stand. The Bible says that to him that had no might, he increased strength. Wherever you are losing strength, in the name of Jesus, may your strength be increased by the power of the Holy Ghost tonight, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Under the ministration of the word, receive strength. Receive power to stand, in the name of Jesus. Anything that is overpowering you in your life, uh, anything that is suppressing you in your life, anything that is too strong for you, too mighty for you, today, through the word of the Lord, receive strength and power to rise up above it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Amen, the Lord, for tonight. Brethren, I welcome you all to tonight's meeting. It's our first meeting after the retreat. And I want you to know that the retreat was a wonderful experience in the Lord as we explored the depths of the sufferings of Christ and the glories that followed out of that. Hallelujah. And explored 
what the gospel is and the life that we have in Christ Jesus and the responsibility that is laid upon us to be ministers of the new covenant, hallelujah, what that even means, hallelujah, we explored all of that. The messages I put on the, on, um, on our group me page, there, I think there are two more I'll be putting on there. I would encourage us all to listen to it. Even those of us who are present, let's listen to them again. It will revive our faith, hallelujah, and give us understanding so that we can walk in the light thereof. Light is our advantage over the enemy. Amen and amen. What did I say? Light is the advantage of the believer over the enemy. Because the enemy operates in darkness. Uh, but light is the solution and remedy. Light is the conqueror, is the victor of darkness. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the light shineth in darkness and darkness comprehended not. Amen and amen. When you have light, uh, you have an advantage over darkness, over the enemy. Amen and amen. And there's an aspect of life, of light that as a believer, you should be strong in. It is called discernment. Amen and amen. It's an aspect of light that as a believer, you should be strong in. Discernment. Hallelujah. And it comes from the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of light. Hallelujah. It would help you be able to detect hidden things of darkness. Hallelujah. This afternoon I was in conversations with Sister Rhoda. I was telling Rhoda, when you are in the light, those in darkness can see you because you are visible. But because you are in the light, sometimes those in darkness you can't see. When you are standing in the light and somebody is standing in the dark, the person in the dark can see you, but you can't see the person in the dark. Hallelujah. What you need to be able to uncover them is discernment. Amen and amen. Magadala bakusa antele bekosye memenge sataras. Bediankusa antene meduse. That's why the Bible says we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy because the devices of the enemy are fashioned in darkness. But through discernment, we are able to uncover it so we are not ignorant of it. Hallelujah. Magalo says, lest he gains an undue advantage over us. Hallelujah. Magalabates. So we walk in the light by discernment. Hallelujah. We walk in the light by discernment. And discernment comes to the word of God, to the spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. So as you are receiving the word of God like this, your discern, your spiritual discernment is being sharpened. You understand? Your spiritual discernment is being sharpened. These are all parts of the ministry of the Word of God. As the Word of God is ministering power unto you, ministering strength unto you, it is also ministering discernment unto you. Hallelujah. It is making you sharper in the realm of the Spirit. Amen and amen. It is making you spiritual. The Bible says that the things of the Spirit are freshness to the common man. He cannot receive them. Because they are spiritually discerned. They are spiritually what? Discerned. So the carnal man does not have the capacity to receive them, so they appear foolish to him. Hallelujah. And there are some believers that spiritual things appear foolish to them because they are carnal. A believer can be carnal. Paul wrote to the Corinthian church and said to them, I write unto you not as unto spiritual 
but also to carnal men. Hallelujah. So a believer can be carnal, but your goal is to be spiritual as a believer. To be spiritual. Amen and amen. How do you become spiritual? How do you become spiritual? That's a very important question that we need to answer. How does one become spiritual? How does a Christian become spiritual? Hallelujah. How does a Christian become spiritual? The the key is the word of the Lord. Amen and amen. The key is the word of the Lord. Being spiritual and being carnal all has to do with your mindset. Being spiritual or being carnal all has to do with your mindset. Your mindset. Your mindset. The Bible says to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. It is all the mindset. That's why the Bible says that be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's a let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Christ Jesus was the most spiritual man that ever walked the face of the earth. Amen and amen. Do we all agree with that? Christ Jesus was the most spiritual man. So if you have the, the same mindset of Christ, you'll be as spiritual as Christ was. Hallelujah. If you have the same mindset of Christ, you'll be as spiritual as Christ was. And if, if, the interesting thing is even the Bible says that, but we have the mind of Christ. That is the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So as we walk by and in the Spirit, we are spiritual. And the Holy Ghost will always lead you by the word. Amen and amen. You see it? Those are the dynamics. Hallelujah. Be spiritual. In your thinking, be spiritual. Hallelujah. In your thinking, be spiritual. That is, think according to the word of the Lord. Let the word of God become your thoughts. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are pure. Hallelujah. Say, think on these things. Those are the things that make you spiritual. And it comes through the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It produces life and peace. But carnality or carnal mindedness brings about death. 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 Amen and amen. We bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tonight, I want to share something with you, and I, I believe it's going to strengthen your heart. And it's going to, it's going to help you. You know, it's going to refresh your faith. Amen and amen. It's going to refresh your faith. Sometimes in our faith walk, we grow weary. We grow weary. Hallelujah. We grow weary because of some of the things we go through, because of some of the things we face, because of some of the things that come against us and all of that. And we begin to grow weary. But always... There is a refreshing in the Lord. Hallelujah. One of the one of the ministries of the word of the Lord is to bring you a refreshing, to refresh and revive your faith in Christ. Hallelujah. Sometimes there are believers who are just passing on and they are just going on. They in their heart they are growing weary. They are giving up. Amen and amen. And they are just, you know, they they'll come to church all right and and, and, and just, you know, be around all right, but they are losing it. They are losing it. They can't even find their way anymore. Hallelujah. But I want you to know something, that there is a refreshing in the Lord. 
Hallelujah. All that all that you need in such moment is to receive a healthy dose of the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. To revive and refresh your faith. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a song I want to sing. Our strength, thy grace is our Thy word, our Rejoice in the Lord always. 
You see, the scriptures are for, the Bible says, all scripture in the book of Second Timothy, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Hallelujah. And it is profitable for one, doctrine, two, reproof, three, correction, and four, instruction in righteousness. Hallelujah. So the word of God or the scriptures that we have is for four things. One, establishing doctrine. That is the doctrine of Christ. Hallelujah. Number two, scripture is for reproof. That is providing evidence for our faith. Amen and amen. Number three, for correction. That is straightening the believer. Hallelujah. When you are falling into error, the scriptures can correct you, bring you back in line. Amen and amen. And the fourth is instruction in righteousness. Hallelujah. You've come into the righteousness of God. You have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus now. You've come into what we call the righteous life. So the scriptures instruct you on how to live the righteous life. And these instructions are the epistles that is from the book of Acts to Revelation. Hallelujah. They are instructions in righteousness. Amen and amen. And today, the scripture we are reading is an instruction in righteousness. Sometimes, as I'm teaching, or as any of the elders is teaching, you can tell that is, it, is, it, is, he, is the elder expounding the, the scriptures onto doctrine? Is he teaching doctrine? Is he correcting? Is he providing evidence for our faith or instructing us in righteousness? Today, the scripture that we are reading and expounding is instruction in righteousness. Hallelujah. How to live the righteous life we have in Christ. Amen and amen. To the intent, the Bible says that, so that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Hallelujah. So as you are being instructed in righteousness today, as we are being instructed in righteousness tonight, the end goal is that we will be furnished unto all good works. Hallelujah. The Bible says that we are being recreated in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained for us to walk in. The Bible says that he has purified unto himself a people zealous of good works. Hallelujah. Zealous of good works. Good works are simply the outshining, the outflowing of the light in you, the new life of Christ in you. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. So, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Power by the Holy Spirit is instructing us. Hallelujah. This is how God wants us to live in Christ. This is how God wants us to live the righteous life. And this is actually the only way to live the righteous life, to experience the blessing and the fruits thereof. Hallelujah. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Hallelujah. Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. That means as a believer, you should never come to a place in your life where the joy of the Lord is absent in your heart or is absent in your life. Because the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. What is your strength? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen and amen. So Paul says that rejoice in the Lord always. When you became a believer, you received something called the joy of the Lord. 
The Bible says that the kingdom of God is not the meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Joy in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit has brought joy into your heart. That joy is your strength, the strength by which you do all things in Christ. And the Bible says, rejoice in the Lord always. Always. The key thing there is always. 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 Rejoice always. And he says, again, I'm telling you, rejoice. Hallelujah. That, is, that means that no situation should be able to take away your joy. Jesus, when he was leaving, said to the disciples, he says, in this world, you will have many troubles. He said it plainly to the disciples. He told them, he said, in this world, you are going to have many troubles. The Bible says that those who live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. As a believer, you are the target not only of ungodly people, you are also the target of darkness. Everything in this world is designed to come against you and the life in you. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, in this world, you are going to have many troubles. Troubles are the common denominator of life everywhere. Everywhere. If you, you can leave America and go to Ghana, trouble is there. You can go to Europe, trouble is there. You can go to Asia, trouble is there. Hey, you can you can decide, I don't want to be single anymore. I want to marry. When you marry, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Listen, you can decide to marry and not be single anymore. You think maybe as I'm single, that is why I'm having so much trouble. When you marry, there's trouble in marriage. When you decide, oh, marriage is too troublesome. Let me, let, me, let me divorce and be single. When you divorce, being single, there's trouble in singleness. Hallelujah. Everywhere you go, there's trouble. Amen and amen. But Jesus said, cheer up, for I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Cheer up. That thing that is bringing trouble, I have overcome it. So you, cheer up. What is cheer up? Maintain your joy. Rejoice. Hallelujah. Cheer up means rejoice. Amen and amen. Cheer up means what? Rejoice. Hallelujah. Cheer up means rejoice. So the instruction we have in Christ is to rejoice in the Lord always. That's why the believer must always, always, there must be an outflow of rejoicing in the Lord. Hallelujah. Every day, there must be an outflow of thanksgiving and praise, no matter what is going on in your life. We don't confess our troubles. We confess our joy. Hallelujah. This is so very important. Why is Paul saying that there is a certain knowledge in Paul that is making him say that? Hallelujah. There is a certain spiritual knowledge that gave Paul the audacity to say, rejoice always, I say rejoice. Any situation, even when your loved one dies, he says rejoice. Because you see, all our loved ones in Christ Jesus, when they die, they are not even dead. They are simply asleep. And they've gone on to be with the Lord. <laughs> it's, even, it's even glorious and more wonderful. Hallelujah. Because we have a life that is beyond death. Death cannot overpower this life. Death cannot extinguish the life of this life. Hallelujah. The light of this life. Amen and amen. So in every situation, we have the advantage and the upper hand. In every situation, we are more than conquerors. So the Bible says rejoice. Hallelujah. 
So the believer must never be full of whining and complaining. You understand? The believer must never be what? Full of whining and complaining. Take out whining and complaining from your life. Anxieties and worries, kick them out of your life. Paul says, again, I say rejoice because all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. I've taught you that it's not really them that love God, but them who God loves, hallelujah, and are they called according to his purpose, hallelujah. It is God who called you and it is he who loves you. It is for you that God loves, for you who are called according to his purpose. Everything God is behind the scene orchestrating all the events to line up according to his purpose for you, according to his good pleasure for you. Hallelujah. All things work together for your good. What is this good? The Bible says that, for I know the thoughts I think on you. They are not thoughts of evil, but thoughts of what? Good. To bring you to an expected end. Hallelujah. So no matter the kind of situation I find myself in, no matter the kind of problems I'm facing, no matter the kind of circumstances I'm going through, all things work together for my good. God is literally at the back of the scene orchestrating the event to end up in my favor in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. When the situation has been planned for my evil, God turns it around, orchestrates it behind the scene for my good. When the situation has been turned around to bring me shame and disgrace, God turns it around for my honor. Hallelujah. When the situation has been designed to bury me, God turns it around for my elevation. Hallelujah. And I declare over your life, every situation that has been designed to bury you, may it rather elevate you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every situation that has been designed to be your tombstone, May that situation turn around being your stepping stone in the name of Jesus unto glory. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. All things work together for the good of them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. Them whom God loves and are the called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, so as a believer, it's a win-win situation always for you as a believer. It's always a win-win situation for you. You will never, ever be in a place where you should think that, you know, I'm done, I'm finished. You never, never finished with you. When the devil thinks he's finished with you, that is when God is beginning with you. The Bible says, if the princes of this world had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Hallelujah. If they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If the devil knew that crucifying Jesus would lead to many believers, many sons of God, he would not have done that. But he did not know. The devil is limited in wisdom. 
And God always beats him at this game. Hallelujah. Because God always uses his ignorance <laughs> to drive to fulfillment his plan and his purpose. Hallelujah. The Bible says, rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Hallelujah. Rejoice. But then don't let anything take away your joy. Every day be rejoicing in Christ. Be singing and making melody in your heart unto the Father. Hallelujah. Every day, in every situation. Now, when you read further in Philippians chapter number 4, when you go to verse 6, he continues, he says, be anxious for nothing. He's breaking it down. These are all instructions in righteousness. He says, be anxious for nothing. That means never worry about anything. Never. When God says never, he means it never. He said, never worry about anything. From today, may worry end in your life in Jesus' name. Worry will not end in your life just because, oh, God has done something for you, the thing you are looking for, God has done for you. No. Worry will end in your life because of the knowledge you have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because of the knowledge you have. And today I'm giving you that knowledge. He says, be anxious for nothing. Never worry about anything. Why is he saying never worry about anything? Because all things are possible to him that believes. Hallelujah. And also because with God, all things are possible. The question is, who are you working with as a believer? You're working with God. Hallelujah. So if you're working with God, all things, including the one you're worrying about, is possible. Amen and amen. If you have this knowledge in you, and you also have this knowledge that was in Paul, that all things are working together for my good, you will never worry about anything. All you do in a situation that suggests to you to worry is that you quote the scripture and rejoice in that scripture. That all things are working together for my good. In the name of Jesus. With God, all things are possible. He maketh a way where there seemeth to be no way. Hallelujah. He causes streams to flow in the deserts. Hallelujah. Makes a path in the wilderness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, if you have this knowledge in you, that is what would keep you from worrying and being anxious. You said, never worry about anything. But instead of worrying, what should you do? The Bible says, but in everything, but in what? Everything. In everything, the instruction is, by prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. By prayer and supplication, make your request. In everything. The Bible did not say by complaining and whining, make your request known to God. No. But by prayer and supplication, because prayer is a statement of faith. Hallelujah. Whatsoever you ask God, whatsoever you ask the Father in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Prayer is a statement of faith. Complaining and whining is not a statement of faith. It's evidence of doubt and unbelief. Hallelujah. The Bible says, in everything but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. 
So as a believer, complaining, whining should be kicked out of your life. Hallelujah. Complaining and whining, they are evidences of anxiousness, worrying. Hallelujah. Man Amen and amen. But by prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses understanding shall garrison your heart. Shall do it. Garrison your heart. Amen and amen. That is the most important thing. It shall keep your heart and your mind to Christ Jesus. It's so important. Amen and amen. In the life that we have in Christ Jesus, there is an attendant power that goes along with it that enables us in all situations to have the advantage. It is called the resurrection power. The Bible says that God bore witness to their testimony or to their word that they preach with signs and wonders and diverse miracles and demonstrations of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. God always confirms his word. That is the word of salvation, the gospel we preach, with signs and wonders, diverse miracles, and gifts of the Holy Spirit as we preach the word. And when a man comes to believe this word of salvation and begins to live this word of salvation, as he lives it, God confirms that same word in his daily life also with with signs and wonders and diverse miracles. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. That is why as a believer you should not worry about anything. As you continue to live the life of your salvation, as you continue to live the gospel, as you continue to live the new life in Christ, there is an attendant power called resurrection power that bears witness to the life you are living with signs and wonders and diverse miracles. Hallelujah. It is this power that makes all things possible. Amen and amen. It is this power that works everything together for your good. Hallelujah. Even when the situation is dead, it is this power that brings it to life in the name of Jesus. When you have this knowledge in you, you will not be anxious for anything. Hallelujah. You should never come to the place in your life where you open your mouth and say, I am finished. No. The Bible says when men are cast down, when men are cast down, you shall say there is a lifting up in the Lord. Why? You see, everybody is looking at the situation and it looks like we are cast down. It's, it's our, that's our end. But you will say, you will say, why will you say there is a lifting up in the Lord? Because you have a certain knowledge in you. Hallelujah. You have a certain knowing. You are privy to a certain knowledge in Christ. That there is a power that lifts me up. Hallelujah. So you say there is a lifting up in the Lord. Hallelujah. 
because you have a help in the person of the Holy Ghost who can lift you up in that because you have that knowledge you are able to say there is a lifting up in the Lord hallelujah so listen, never be downcast. That's what the Bible says. Rejoice again, I say rejoice. When you are saying there's a lifting up in the Lord, you are rejoicing. When men are downcast and everybody is complaining, you are there rejoicing. You always wear a smile. Hallelujah. You are always there rejoicing. People begin to wonder at you. People begin to wonder at you. People begin to wonder at you. What is wrong with this guy? Hallelujah. Because you have a knowledge in you. This is how God wants us to live our lives in Christ Jesus. Amen and amen. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for what? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But by prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guide us in your heart. But by what? Prayer and supplication. Not by complaining and talking about the issue. Not by whining. No. But by prayer. Declarations of faith and supplications. Hallelujah. Make your request known to God. Amen and amen. Because there is one that you are walking with by whom all things are possible. Hallelujah. If somebody believes you, say amen. Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. This is the beauty of the life that we have in Christ Jesus. This is the beauty of the life that we have in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. This is the beauty of the life that we have in Christ Jesus. Oh, listen, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Job. Job chapter number. Job chapter number 38. Let me read a scripture there for you. Job 38. He leaded me. Oh, blessed thoughts. Oh, words with heavenly comfort brought. Whatever I do, wherever I be, felt his cause and that leaded me. He leaded me, he leaded me. By his own hands he leaded me. A faithful follower I will be, for by his hands he leaded me. He leaded me. Oh, blessed thoughts. Oh, words with heavenly comfort fraught. Whatever I do, wherever I'll be, felt is God's hand that leaded me. Hallelujah. Listen, God is leading you. The Holy Ghost is leading you. The Holy Ghost is walking with you. 
He's directing your path. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. The only time we begin to lean on our own understanding is when we get anxious. Then we depart from the wisdom of God and begin to lean on our own understanding. We begin to see things from the natural point of view. And we begin to live by that wisdom, by that information. And then, you know, what happens is total distraction. Hallelujah. So lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. Hallelujah. How do you acknowledge the Lord by rejoicing in him? Amen and amen. Hallelujah. When you're in a situation, how do you acknowledge it? For I know whom I have believed. Hallelujah. Then you begin to declare the word of the Lord. You are acknowledging the Lord in that situation. And he will direct your path. Amen and amen. God will never bring you to a dead end. Let me tell you something. God is wise. God is always wise. He knows that there is an enemy who is always prowling around like a roaring lion seeking whom may devour. There is an enemy who is always trying to subvert you in, in your course. He's very wise. And he, he sometimes employs the enemy and uses him unbeknown to the enemy to bring to pass his will in your life. Hallelujah. So when the enemy thinks he has you cornered, that is when God says, ah, you brought him even closer to the fulfillment of what I have for him. When you look at the life of Joseph, hallelujah. Joseph, God showed him the kind of future he had for him. Joseph could have been so anxious and worried and frustrated, always full of complaining and whining, when his brother sold him into Egypt and he was lied upon and cast into the prison. And he could have forgotten about that which God had already showed him, but Joseph never did. He was always rejoicing in the Lord. Always rejoicing in the Lord. Wherever Joseph found himself, he was rejoicing in the Lord. Hallelujah. There was a certain knowledge in Joseph that made him not cast down, but always he kept saying to himself, there is a lifting up in the Lord. Hallelujah. When the devil thought he had ended Joseph so that Joseph would never see the fulfillment of that which God has showed him, he did not know that he had rather brought Joseph closer to the fulfillment of that which God wanted for his life. For most of us, the path to the fulfillment of that which God wanted Joseph to be, for example, in the end we saw that the elevation of Joseph was to be the prime minister of Egypt. The part to become a prime minister of Egypt is to move to Egypt, school in Egypt. You understand? Work very hard because you are not even an Egyptian. Obtain an Egyptian citizenship before, you know, struggle to get an Egyptian citizenship. You become a citizen of Egypt. You work very hard and through some connections and other things before you can become an Egyptian you know, uh, Prime Minister. Even that is so difficult. That is the natural way of thinking. But God had another path. Hallelujah. God always, that's why he says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You know your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. There is a path unknown to any man. There is a path unknown even to demons an evil spirit and the devil inside. They don't know that. Listen to Job chapter number 28. The Bible says in verse 7, there is a path 
which no falc, which no fowl knoweth, and which the falcons eye had not seen. What are, who are the fowls and the vultures and the falcons? They are demonic spirit. Their eyes have not even seen that path. Hallelujah. So they can't even monitor it. The lion's whelp have not trodden it, nor the seer's lion passed by it. He putteth forth his hand upon the rock and overturned the mountains by the root. He cutteth a red vest among the rocks, and his eyes seeth every precious thing. Hallelujah. God paves a way through the rocks. When, when, when it looks as if you are hitting rocks, God is actually paving a way for you. Hallelujah. This is the wisdom of God. Because he makes a way where there seems to be no way. He, listen, the path to prime ministership in Egypt, every, canal, every human being you ask, how do you become a prime minister of Egypt? The, the path they will give you is not the path Joseph took. What was the path Joseph took? First off, he had to be sold. Second, somebody had to lie on him. Third, he had to be put in prison. Is this the path to prime ministership? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But as he was in the prison, he was asked, there was a door through the prison to the palace. And not only that, there was a door through the prison to the place of elevation God had destined for him. And before the devil realized, in a day, in a twinkle of an eye, Joseph had become the prime minister of Egypt. Hallelujah. Overnight, he had become. Overnight, he had become. Overnight, he had become. But before that sudden elevation, God had taken him through the path, which no falcon's eye had seen, which no fowl had known. Hallelujah. Which no lion's whelp had heard. They don't know that path. There is a path God is leading you. The devil even doesn't know it. So when you're, as, as you're going on that path, he thinks, oh, that's your end. There's no recovery for you. <laughs> there was a path God to Jesus. The devil thought, oh, that if he dies, then that's the end. There's no point. But that was the path. That was the path to the salvation of mankind. He didn't. He didn't know. So the Bible says that through death he destroyed him who had the power of death. Hallelujah! And brought many sons into glory. There is a path where no falcons are seen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. He will cut away through the rocks. Hallelujah. Where there seems to be no way, God will make a way for you. Because that is the path He has destined for you. Listen, the scriptures are replete with so many evidences of this. The Israelites, when they got to the Red Sea, eh, there was a path God had made for them. But they, they didn't see it. The devil, the devil thought that was the end. They ended there. But there was a path in the Red Sea for them. Hallelujah. All you have to do is continue walking with the Holy Ghost and let the Holy Ghost lead you. Amen. Never think you are finished. Never think you are losing out. Amen and amen. Amen.
Mekina matonde mereda liza zato petos. Be anxious for nothing. Rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. So you, the believer, you should always be rejoicing, dancing and singing. Hallelujah. Dancing and singing every day. Every day. Rejoicing every day of your life. Never a moment should you encourage complaining. Listen, if your husband is complaining about something, hold your husband and say, Honey, why are you complaining? Let's rejoice in the Lord. Hallelujah. He has done it. He has made a way for us. Let's rejoice. So you don't you see what you are going? No, 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 honey. Let's rejoice. Then take your husband's eye. You begin rejoicing. Hallelujah. Begin to sing and make melody. Your wife is just complaining, whining about something. You know, you don't know. Or even your 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 dad is complaining. Your your brothers are complaining about something. You say, say, hey, let's rejoice. Let's rejoice. Hallelujah. A brother or sister calls you and begins to tell you how, how, you know, things are not really going well. And you wonder, I, I feel like I'm stuck. I feel like I'm, hey, let's rejoice in the Lord. Hallelujah. Rejoice in the Lord. Because there is a path no falcons I have seen. Nor the lions will tread. That part will lead you in the way everlasting. Hallelujah. We know whom we have believed that you will lead us in the way everlasting. We know whom we have believed that you will lead us in the way which no falcons I have seen. We know whom we have believed. Ah, that for him all things are working together for our good. So we rejoice in the Lord. We rejoice in the Lord. Every day we rejoice in the Lord. In the morning, in the afternoon, we rejoice in the Lord. We are always giving thanks. We are always rejoicing. Hallelujah. That doesn't make you a happy-go-lucky person. No. But you are rejoicing because of a certain knowledge. It's not like you are ignoring what is happening. In the face of what is happening, because of a certain knowledge in you, I know whom I have believed because I know something about my Lord. I know the faithfulness of my God. I rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, God has never failed with any man. He has never failed. And you are not the one to dent his record. He's never failed with any man. Hallelujah. And you are not the one to dent his record. Amen and amen. Somebody hearing me tonight. I said, God has never failed with any man. And you are not the one to dent his record. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Lift up your voice and begin to bless the name of the Lord. Just begin to bless the name of the Lord tonight, even as the word of God. 